One, two, three, four. Screen time! Screen time! Screen time! Screen time! Screen time. It's my screen time too. And welcome to It's My Screen Time 2, the podcast where two moms dream of the day when their children will be old enough to ship off to a boarding school that teaches them to be wisecracking knights. In reality, one mom dreams of the day she'll no longer regularly be cleaning up human feces, and the other laughs. <laughs> I'm Katie. <laughs> I'm Deborah. And I have one son. His name is Jay. He's two and a half. And I have three kids, uh, eight-year-old named Tony and twin five-year-olds named Libby and Nate. Our kids are adorable, aren't they? They sure are. How is Jay doing? Has he done anything super cute this week? I didn't even write anything down for this segment because it's just been like poop, poop, poop all the time. <laughs> Aww. How's the potty learning? <sighs> I, it, awareness. Yeah, the potty awareness <laughs> is fading. He seems to be getting less aware of the potty. <laughs> oh, man. So that's just been what our couple weeks have been consumed by. Uh, I don't know what else to say. There's just been a lot of poop. How about you? <laughs> well, this is day three of influenza. <sighs> For my eight-year-old, which is sad. Um, so there hasn't been a lot of cuteness going on, except my kids were all watch or all listening to Wow in the World, my favorite kids podcast. And okay, so there, so Wow in the World, I've talked about it before. It's awesome for kids, and they were advertising today like a toll-free number where kids could call in and tell them their Wow in the World. So my kids all took turns. And, um, Libby, like she said something that was fine, but her older brother, Tony was like, you have to give a science fact. And she just didn't really, couldn't really wrap her head around it. And so they, they quit. And then I caught Tony calling that toll free number again and like speaking in a really high voice. And saying, this is Libby and my wow in the world. So he like prank called wow in the world. <laughs> and I'm not sure how many times he did it. So I there, love that. Voicemail box might be full. <laughs> oh, wow. That is awesome. Even through his blue, he was like, I have to rectify this. Yes, it has to be a fact, not just I like lions, but something factual about lions. Um, Have there been any changes to your screen time policies? Well, we've been watching more because what can you do when you have a over 100 degree fever? So we watched the Emoji movie. We watched several episodes of Droid Tales, which is available on Netflix. Um, is that a Star Wars thing? Yeah, it's like a Lego Star Wars cartoon oh. that's oh pretty funny, gosh. actually. Gosh, I have to look into this. This sounds right up Jay's street. Yeah, totally. Um, we went to highlightskids.com and they have like all kinds of quizzes. Like you can take a quiz that tells you what pizza topping you are. <laughs> And do like word finds, pbskids.org. So we've been a lot more screen time than usual. 
I wonder if HighlightsKids.org uh, would refrain from harvesting my data when I take personality quizzes. Because I'll just switch to that. Like, I'll no longer take them on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, do it. You can find <laughs> out, like, what state you should visit. <laughs> um, how about you? Screen time changes? Uh, Let's see. We took a little mini vacation over the weekend so there was a an airplane ride and so a little bit more screen time there but other than that we've been pretty standard cool cool yeah (laughs) (laughs) so today we are talking about night squad (laughs) night squad is a new series on nickelodeon and it just premiered let's see we're recording this in late march so it premiered last month in February. Still in its first season, and we really wanted to do something that was new and fresh. Night Squad is about teens who attend a medieval school to become knights. And as I typed up my notes for this episode, I once again realized that I will never spell medieval right on the first time, ever. Ooh, I don't think I can either. That's a tough one. Even though intellectually I know how it's spelled, just my fingers don't do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay, so they're in training to become knights under the leadership of the brilliantly named Sir Garrett the Often Injured. And <laughs> there are three competing squads of knights in training. And the show follows one squad, the Phoenix Squad, which is composed of cocky wonderkind Ciara, half-giantess Prudence, Legacy student Warwick and newcomer Ark. Ark and Ciara each have secrets that could end their dreams of knighthood. Ark is not a dragon blood, which is the word for noble in this country, and technically he is ineligible to become a knight. And Ciara is actually the princess with a secret identity. So they protect one another's secrets while competing with the other squads to be the best. And like I said, we picked it because we wanted something new, and we saw ads for it while we were researching our School of Rock episode. And also, I am an acknowledged Renaissance Fair lover, so I thought it would be fun. <laughs> She's got costumes, you guys. I do. They're awesome. I have <laughs> costumes. My husband has costumes. My kid has costumes. <laughs> All right, so what did we watch? We watched season one, episode one, called Opening Night. We watched season one, episode two, A Night at the Roxbury, Night with a K, haha. And season one, episode three, Night in Shining Armor Day. We'll start by going through the episodes one by one and then move on to our more general thoughts. Deborah? (laughs) So season one, episode one, Opening Night, we're introduced to the show. Uh, Katie, you did a great job summarizing the main characters and kind of the whole premise behind the show. So it starts with an ogre that looks very much like Shrek Mm -hmm. wheeling in our protagonist arc and Sir Garrett announces the opening in the night squad. And it's only for those descended from knights or dragon bloods and arc is not. So he's, a bit of an imposter. And he also doesn't have any money to pay for his night school tuition. So in the very beginning of the show, we see him stealing a tiara from a princess. And he just 
escapes and she sees him, but there are no consequences. <laughs> and then we're introdu- introduced into Ciara. Well, we're introduced into to the princess and then she magically turns herself into Ciara. And they're two completely different people. Are they? Actors. Really? Are they not? Maybe I just wasn't looking closely enough. I assumed that it was the same person, one with curly hair and one with straight hair. I thought they were two different actors. Oh my actors. gosh. We will look this up and get back to you. On. <laughs> <laughs> they do look very different. <laughs> Wow, can hair really make that much of a difference? Okay, hang on. Keep summarizing and I'll look it up while you're summarizing. Okay. <laughs> um, we're also introduced to a couple of mean girls, Sage and Buttercup. Um, so Ark, Ciara, the quarter giant girl, and um, the other kid. Sorry, I'm blinking on their names. They uh, make up the Warwick. Warwick. They make up the Phoenix squad and they have to decide on what challenge they're going to try to accomplish. Um, Ark and Ciara go through some strife because she figures out that he did steal her tiara and he lied about it. And so they have this breach of trust that has to be resolved. And then at the end of the episode, they collaborate and they defeat a really scary troll and Ark is able to earn back Ciara's trust. I looked it up and there's no one credited as the princess. So I guess we assume they're the same person. I don't know. Oh my gosh. I watched three episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Night Squad. (laughs) Wigs are amazing. Sorry, that's so funny. So what did, what did you think of the pilot? <laughs> I had some, okay, I liked some of the, these are the things that I liked. I liked the characters. I thought they were fun. Um, I thought they each had like a comical quality that was really enjoyable. I liked the representation of the cast. Like our protagonist arc is like a handsome, young, blonde guy so at first I was like, uh, another one of these shows. But like the cast is really diverse, which is refreshing to see. Um, and that includes like the main characters and like the extras mm-hmm. in scenes. One thing I really liked was there's a ton of aerial somersaults. <laughs> they do do like, a lot there of There are stunts. <laughs> Everywhere Art goes, he's doing a aerial somersault to get down off a ledge like that was super fun to watch and I I thought that the plot was kind of dumb but for kids it's enjoyable like there's a there's enough conflict I think to keep kids interested how about you I think that if you're gonna do something goofy it's best if you lean in and I think they did a great job of leaning in because You know, this is obviously supposed to be set in a mythical time long past. And uh, the props and sets and costumes are so cheap. So cheap. (laughs) Yeah, I wrote down set looks made out of cardboard. Yeah, like you can see the styrofoam flakes coming off of every rock. Like Mm -hmm. it it is not, the production values are not super high, which is maybe why they amped up on the, uh, the one thing they got, which is a lead that can do aerial somersaults. 
Yeah. And that hair. Mm-hmm. He has very good hair. Yeah. And I think Amazing hair. the core four in Phoenix Squad and uh, Sir Garrett, who runs the night school, they all did a really good job of selling the goofiness of the concept. So that was, you know, a mark in their favor if the cheapness of the sets was a mark against it. At first blush, I did not like it as much as School of Rock, which is the more the most recent other teen tween show that we watched. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was one really funny thing in this episode. Um, so the princess, she has to transform into CR because her dad, the king, won't let her join the night squad because he thinks it's too dangerous for her. And to illustrate this, she is telling Ark about what it's like to be the princess. And it shows like a flashback scene to like the previous year when she was still sleeping in her crib. <laughs> as a maybe 14 year old or something and it shows her sitting behind the bars it was so funny so funny especially because a friend of ours a mutual friend of katie's and ours has a recently turned four-year-old who is amazingly still sleeping in her crib yeah so that made me think about our friend's adorable daughter (laughs) And how she'll be shipped off to college with rails for her dorm room bed. Mm-hmm. I did like that. There were some good gags. Okay, episode two, A Night at the Roxbury. The different night school squads have to choose one member to compete for the Roxbury Cup. And Ark explains that he really wants to do it to prove he's a valuable member of the team because he's the new guy. Ciara initially agrees, but Sage who, if you remember from Deborah's description, is a, the villain from another squad, goads her into taking Ark's spot. So Ark is understandably miffed, and he tries to get his spot back by inviting the princess to attend the competition, since Sierra couldn't possibly be in two places at once. But is it Sierra or Sierra? Sierra? Okay. Sierra. I think it's Sierra. Like, rhymes with... Rhymes not- with what? but Ciara explains belatedly that if she were to quit the competition she'd be kicked out of night school side note everything involves potentially being kicked out of night school like they're very strict about who they keep around in night school so they hatch a plot to let Ciara do both claiming the princess has bubble gut and has to watch the competition from inside a closed tent so Ciara can sneak out and compete. Ark is stuck trying to keep the king out of the tent, and Ciara ultimately throws the competition to be seen as the princess and save Ark. Uh, what were your thoughts on this episode? <laughs> One of my first notes is slumberland furniture. Because they, like, the inside of the castle was decorated with, like, brightly upholstered couches <laughs> and ottomans. It's... The period details are completely lacking yeah, in this show. It's really hilarious. <laughs> Not that my expectations were high, so just another knock on the set. It was <laughs> just terrible. Um, and then there were a couple of, so Warwick and uh, the giant girl. What's, Prudence. Prudence. They have to battle a Sasquatch. Um um, it's and a then, Basquatch combination, Bass and Sasquatch. 
Yes. And then there's also the evil witch, and it looked like they just went to, like, a Halloween costume rental and just rented the costumes for the day, and they didn't really fit into the show. They were just, I mean, (laughs) they were really bad. And so at that point, I was like, I think this show might be better animated. I thought about that, too. Like, if you really don't have the kind of money to let you do props, setting or effects like why are you doing a live action to show <laughs> and yet they were able to make so there's this um scene where they're at the tasty trunk which is like a soda joint mm-hmm. in within a really large uh redwood type tree and they say they're gonna flip a coin and it turns out coin is the name of the flipping elf <laughs> the flipping elf <laughs> And they make him look miniature, uh, and he's just on the table. And that was a funny little bit. Yeah, but as effects go, it's not expensive. (laughs) Is it not? Okay. I don't know the range of these things. (laughs) Along the same lines of the costumes, when they're at the competition, the king is watching, and he has, attached to his crown, he has two beverages. So it's like the... And he has a straw like going down to his mouth. So it's like the kind of beer beer guzzling hat that football fans wear. That was so (laughs) silly. And at another point, he had a crown with a tissue box on top of it. So he could just like pull (laughs) the tissues out. I did enjoy the King's novelty crowns. And I was hoping it would be a running gag. But I don't think they continued it into episode three, unfortunately. I don't remember what episode... It was maybe it was the first episode where he interrupts Ciara and Ark, um, and Ark has to hide, and he's just checking to see if his crown makes him look good or not. <laughs> Do you want to move on to episode three? Sure. Night in shining armor day. So as it's been established, Ark is not a dragon's blood, so he knows nothing about this world, and it turns out that the knights all celebrate something called Armor Day. And Ciara tells them all about it, and they basically celebrate the hope that this magical suit of armor will be found someday. And they have really just obscure traditions. Like, they they have to brush each other's teeth. Like, you can't brush your own teeth on that day. They have to search for a foil-wrapped chocolate night. That's part of the deal. Um, so the princess pit helps butter. Ark. Don't forget pit butter. They serve food from their armpits. Was that part, that was part of Arbor, Armor Day? Yeah, didn't like Ark serve like an ear of corn out of his armpit at one point? Yeah, that was super weird. <laughs> I miss, I missed something because I was watching it with my kids and yeah. they're kind of loud and distracting. What? So I, <laughs> sorry, I missed the pit butter. <laughs> Uh, so Ark is trying to trying to figure this all out. He really wants to help. Um, he messes up because he hides the chocolate night too well. He's supposed to just place it under like the head teacher's chair and he instead throws it off a cliff. And so they have to go and find it and they battle like a half rat, a gar- garbage scavenging rat. Oh, so weird. 
That's all I got. Ark somehow makes it through. He doesn't reveal his true self. So everybody's still in night school at the end of this episode. Awesome. No one got kicked out, even though, as usual, it was threatened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did you notice that for some reason the uh, giant rat was Italian-American? Yes. Was that like some sort of like mob joke? I don't know. I I didn't get it. (laughs) I... I didn't get it either. It was very weird. Maybe this is because I didn't watch The Sopranos. (laughs) This was, I thought, the weakest of the three episodes. Although I did love it. There was this whole side plot where Prudence and Warwick wanted to do. They had like a musical review about Armor Day that they always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And they had done it the previous year. And Sir Garrett hated it so much that it he forbade them from doing it again. And at one point he was talking to them how they, you can't see my hands. I don't know why I'm gesturing. He was talking to them about why they couldn't do it. And he does spirit fingers with his fake hand. He has like a immobile Jamie Lannister-esque hand, but he's trying to do jazz hands with it. It was pretty funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was really like my only standout from this whole episode. <laughs> yeah, there was one funny scene where they're at the Tasty Trunk and somebody orders fruit punch and the bartender like holds up a pineapple, punches it, and then the juice falls out or pours out into a glass. I just thought that was a brilliant little gag. (laughs) I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I was not as into this episode. I took notes on the commercials. Anything good? Um, I think that next year we should watch the Kids' Choice Awards. Okay. It's been a long time. Do they still slime people? I think they do. That was um, talked about in the commercials. And then there was a really, there was a commercial for a, fur babies they're just like little stuffed animals but i swear it was kate bush singing the jingle she must really need cash i have to do a little more digging on that because i have nothing to back that up but except for my shazam like mind but (laughs) well i trust you you're definitely the music maven on this show you you notice it more than i do okay so I'm going to circle back to something that we talked about a little bit earlier. And that has to do with the live action comic fantasy and where that genre belongs. And this is going to be a little tangential, but before the Game of Thrones television series started, I read a buttload of think pieces about whether or not the show would be successful. Because I had read the book, so I was pretty excited for the TV show. And the they, and I don't remember where I read this is the point, uh, but it definitely wasn't my <laughs> wasn't my idea. But the perceived wisdom was that perceived or received, received the received wisdom was that fantasy shows couldn't be successful because TV didn't have the budget to do like good effects mm. and make fantasy worlds be convincing and I wonder if a show like Night Squad proves that we need those big budgets or proves that we don't because on the one hand we have lush lavish fantasy series like Game of Thrones that spend a bajillion dollars for really good effects Mm -hmm. but then we also have successful shows like Doctor Who that 
yeah, I mean, their effects budget has been increasing, but it is sort of a hallmark of the show that the effects are not great and mm-hmm. most of the villains are just dudes in rubber suits. Or I, I was also thinking about the season three finale of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is known to have like some of the worst effects work of, of its time. And yet it's looked at as like one of the best seasons of Buffy. Like it didn't matter that the effects were so bad. So I wonder if like night school, night school, night squad is good enough to overcome its budget or lack thereof. Yeah. I feel like for a kid's show, kids just need like broad brush strokes and they haven't watched as much as we've watched. They haven't seen game of Thrones. So they don't have that expectation. So I think it, I think it's okay for it to be like a cartoonish cheap set. Um, so is this just proof that like if Jay ever decides he wants a castle or something in his room, I can just make one out of cardboard and I never have to buy an expensive one at like Land of Nod? Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah, because kids have amazing imaginations. But then I don't know, you have all those sad Halloween posts about how like moms made adorable Iron Man costumes out of household goods and their kids just threw a fit because they wanted the one from Walmart yeah but again in kids programming why deal with effects why deal with those budget issues why even deal with those questions why not just animate it I know I think this would have been a much stronger show if it were animated is there a space in the kids tv world for cartoons for slightly older kids like is that a thing Oh, definitely. I think so. Yeah? Yeah. I can't think of any examples, but maybe it's just because we usually focus on the cartoons for, like, the preschool set and then live action for the teens or the tweens. Yeah. Well, one that's on our watch list is Loud House. I think that's geared toward older kids. Okay. Um, I feel like Phineas and Ferb is for okay, so a slightly you, okay. older audience. I think there's def- there's definitely programming that is animated but for a little bit older audience. Okay. Yeah, and there's actually there's a lot of programming on Cartoon Network that's like 14 and up, which probably hits that Oh yeah, that's right, like St- Steven Universe and mm-hmm. uh, Oh gosh, Gravity Falls and stuff like that. Mhm. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's not actually for adults. It is for kids. (laughs) 14 and up, so yeah, loosely. The other thing that we've watched before that this reminded me of was DC Superhero Girls in that it's kind of a school for special special people, people with special abilities. Mm -hmm. And my question for you is, is this meant to make me feel special? Because it kind of just reminds me that I do laundry for a living instead of going to night school with giants. Like, does seeing this, is this aspirational? Like, someday you could go to night school? Or is it just like, oh, man, what have I done with my life? I'm not a knight. Yeah, honestly, I think boarding school that has been around for a long time in children's, like, literature and television programming because it removes the parents from the equation. Kids don't really want to watch a show about interacting with their parent. Like they don't want to watch a show about like the parent child relationship. They want to show Mm -hmm. show that's just all about kids. Like 
I'm thinking way back to um, what was the show with Blair? Facts of Life. You take the good, you take the bad. Wrong Blair. Okay. (laughs) We just dated ourselves. Yes, Facts of Life. (laughs) So I guess I think of it. I, I don't know, DC superhero girls in this are definitely kind of a niche within that boarding school genre, but it's it definitely falls into boarding school, I think. When you were growing up, did you ever wish you went to boarding school? Yeah, I did. Yeah? Yeah, it sounded awesome. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Yeah, well, anything to escape the... Uh terrible hellscape that was middle school and high school yeah I was like it's got to be better somewhere else but then you know I went to college with a lot of kids who went to boarding school and wasn't as rosy a picture as I imagined Mm -hmm. as usual the grass is always greener right 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 uh so did you have any thoughts on the medieval setting I know that was kind of like catnippy for me but was it attractive to you at all do you like historical shows I it brought me back a little way 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 back to Robin Hood the movie with Kevin Costner Prince of Thieves now I'm gonna have Brian Adams stuck in my head all night I (laughs) watched the heck out of that show I had it I had it on VHS not show Mm -hmm. it was a movie I loved it so much so as an adult I haven't really been into like the Ren Fair Fest medieval type stuff, but as uh I don't know, like ten or twelve year old girl, I loved that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh, that movie. We were the perfect age for that movie because it's pretty much it was pretty much roundly mocked by adults at the time that it came out. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty perfect for teenagers. Like we didn't care that it was supposedly a medieval setting, but they all looked like it was still the eighties. <laughs> early 90s maybe it was early 90s yeah we had total suspension of disbelief like we didn't even have disbelief at that stage in our lives really oh that was so good I want to rewatch it now I know (laughs) and listen to the song everything I do I do it for you Uh, oh okay did you (laughs) did you (laughs) sorry (laughs) I also had the piano sheet music to that song oh of course I also (laughs) had the sheet music for for vocals because I can't play piano but like definitely so I would know all the words yeah (laughs) so did you have any thoughts on the cast I did not recognize anybody but I thought they were all great I think they all have very promising careers ahead of them yeah like I said I really loved how game everyone was I know it took you a while to warm up to arc my first thought was that he was so obviously striving to do Wesley from The Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, no, 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 no. It's not Wesley from The Princess Bride. It's Carrie Elwes from Robin Hood Men in Tights. Did you ever see that Robin Hood? Oh, maybe once. I, I have very yeah. little memory of it. It's like Mel Brooks does Robin Hood. And I feel like they're kind of striving for a kid's version of that same humor. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like it would work better if they amped the absurdity up even more. But I loved what he was doing because I love The Princess Bride. And I mean, I don't love Robin Hood Men in Tights, but 
I appreciated the uh, inspiration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Could, did you? Well, we've already kind of touched on a lot, but did you think of any specific adult movie or TV shows that this compared to? Well, this isn't really an adult, but it is sort of from our young adulthood. Harry, the Harry Potter movies. I mean, just because Harry is like an outsider, he has to learn. Like he's a Muggle. He comes from a Muggle family. He was raised by muggles, even though he is a wizard. So Harry has to figure out just the rules that govern that world, just like Mm -hmm. Ark has to figure out the rules that govern Night Squad. I also thought of, and this was the princess, who I thought was two different actors, but is not. (laughs) I also thought of I Dream of Jeannie. Do you remember that show? Yes. Did you ever watch Mm -hmm. that Nick at Night gem? Definitely, definitely. Did not realize how horribly misogynistic it was until later in my life. But yeah, I watched a lot of that. <laughs> I watched a lot of that. And I just that switching of identities and hiding, hiding who she really is. That kind of reminded me. How about you? Well, you know, we've actually had a fair amount of like historical knights and castle shows recently. We recently watched this miniseries on I think it's stars I think it was stars so they adapted two Philippa Gregory books um the white queen and the white princess oh I love Philippa Gregory yeah Yeah. well if you if you are interested we only watched the white princess and it was fun I mean it well, it was just like a Philippa Gregory book in miniseries form. You know, fun, but not good for you. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so we watched that recently. And I know the CW has that show Rain, which we've not seen. My little sister loved the, gosh, and I'm forgetting which premium cable channel this one was, HBO or Showtime, The Borgias, about uh, the Borgia Pope, which I know is okay. more the Renaissance, but... You know what I'm saying. Lots of heavy historical stuff. We watched The Last Kingdom for a little while, which was about like early Britain, Vikings. Um, But these are all really big budget projects. Mm -hmm. So it was hard to compare apples to apples. Really, the most recent thing I've been watching that it reminded me of in a weird way. Have you heard of this television show called Schitt's Creek? I have, but I haven't watched it. Okay, so it's available on Netflix, um, and it's a comedy about a family who's very, very wealthy and has, you know, a financial collapse, and so their circumstances are drastically reduced, but these people are the most over-the-top people. Like, their portrayal of rich people is, like, to the bazillionth degree. We're talking, like, Queen of Versailles okay (laughs) times to the power of bajillion and just like that level of commitment to the absurdity of a situation reminded me of what I think they're kind of trying for in in some ways okay yeah that is something that I would like to see if uh I've only watched the pilot actually because as we've talked about many times we don't have a ton of time for television Mm -hmm. but it was really funny I think I think you should check it out I I plan to make Kevin check it out okay did you do any casting of the gritty HBO reboot I did so do you know who Chrissy Teigen is do I know who Chrissy Teigen is? Is she's that like a dumb queen question. of Twitter? <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what she's famous for other than 
Was she a model? Is she I an no actress? Idea. I just I thought she was just famous for being married to John Legend, but that's not giving her enough credit. I've I'm sure she did something. I just I don't know. But she is hilarious and I really like John Legend also. So I would like to see Chrissy Teigen as Ciara and John Legend as Ark. I think they'd be really cute. I like it. A good uh, husband-wife project together. Yeah. Um, I kept going. So I thought that Prudence was very Phoebe from Friends. So I'd cast Lisa Kudrow in that role. Warwick, I would cast Will Smith because he has that same, like, just likability factor. Uh Um, I would cast the king as John Cho just because we haven't cast him in anything in a while. Oh, John Cho. Yeah, we should be giving you more work because we both love you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sage should be played by Selma Blair and Buttercup, her Sage's sidekick. We never really talked about her, but she would be perfectly portrayed by as by Ellie Kemper. Yes, because she's so sunny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I it, like it. Like any situation where like Chrissy Teigen and John Legend are trying to go incognito, not as themselves would be super funny, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like it. That's what I got. How about you? So I was thinking about the process of becoming a knight and how it's in reality just not fun at all. Like... You have to be a super rich dude who can afford all the accessories. And then your reward is that you get to risk your life in heavy, sweaty armor. Right. Um, which Think of really how heavy like... that would be. Yeah. <laughs> so heavy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so it didn't really seem like a recipe for a super compelling television show. So then I thought maybe just like proving oneself in a school full of people who are inclined to hate you and sort of rising in the ranks based on your talent or and despite your background so something that sticks to like the minutiae of that world and doesn't have like a larger good versus evil component so it focuses on the petty politics of like the school or the royal court or wherever they are mm-hmm. So I was casting this in my head and I realized as usual, it's problematic because I just don't know enough young actors. I know. Me neither. So I definitely want to get Damian Lewis in something where he can use his British accent. So I thought he could be like the existing leader or the head teacher or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, let's just throw David Tennant in there because I love him. And he could be like the entrenched rival or the stick in the mud. And then, you know who's going to need work soon is Matthew Reese from The Americans. I uh, love him. Because that's, that's closing up, so, you know, he yeah. could join the cast. I like it. But I just can't think of a young person to play the lead. <laughs> I know. I don't know any tween teen actors, really. Yeah, I mean, I guess there are always up-and-coming young people. Yeah, which is why we should watch the Kids' Choice Awards. Is it happening now? Like, it's this time of year? It, we missed it. Yeah. All right. I'll put it on my calendar so, so we know what to look out for it next year. Okay. <laughs> Do you think it was better when we were kids? I think this is pretty good for the target audience. I would have loved this show when I was a kid. I mean, and I was, as an adult, I was pretty entertained by it. Yeah, I think we just lacked the breadth of programming. Like, there wasn't anything like this out here, out there when we were kids no 
I mean, later we had Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which was like the closest supernatural thing I could think of, uh, but not really for the same age group that this is shooting for. So in this case, not better when we were kids. Would you ever watch this alone voluntarily? I will again to see if I can tell if the actor playing (laughs) the princess and Ciara is the same or not the same. Oh my gosh. I am going to go back and watch that. (laughs) How could I be so easily duped by a wig? It's really different. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I would only watch this alone voluntarily if they like way amped up the absurdity level even more like turn it up to 11 Mm -hmm. but otherwise I don't think I'll be tuning in again yeah do you want to do 10 seconds on whether this is good for our kids sure I did watch it with my kids because it's been flu week and they all liked it they weren't super into it but I see nothing nothing wrong with letting like an elementary school age kid watch it I don't know that a younger child would be so interested but I think it was fine it was cute Yeah, as someone who attempted to watch it with my younger child, I can attest to the fact that he was not at all interested. Mm -hmm. But I can also say that there was nothing particularly offensive in it that I wouldn't want him to see. So in that sense, it was fine. It just uh, didn't do much to hold his attention. Ratings? (sighs) Can I? Well, I would say four for like the acting and one and a half for, (laughs) for the set. Yeah, I have to go right in the middle, but I don't even know if it was a solid three for me. I mean, I'll give it a three, but with serious reservations. So thank you for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And look for us to be back on our bi-weekly release schedule. You can find us on Facebook to continue the conversation. We're at facebook.com slash myscreentime2. And that's where you can also see what we're covering in our next episode if you want to watch along with us. Please tweet us with show or movie suggestions or general comments at at myscreentime2. You can email us at myscreentime2 at gmail.com. And our theme music was composed and performed by me, Deborah. And our podcast is produced by Katie Curler. Tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and TV beloved by kids and tolerated by parents. Bye. 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 Bye.